Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 28 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Living Sacrifices. And today's episode is part five of the six-part series, Studies in Romans, Saved by Grace, Powered by Love. Last week I shared the concept of the resident God moving from the wilderness tabernacle to Solomon's temple, to the rebuilt second temple, to the Word in human flesh, to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the heart of every believer. This transition from the wilderness tabernacle to the temple of the Holy Spirit in our bodies provides the groundwork for understanding Paul's teaching that followers of Jesus must live for his glory. Today, we'll move into the next few chapters where Paul talks about presenting our bodies as living sacrifices to God, which he says is our, quote, reasonable service, Romans 12, verse 1, from the King James Version. But as we begin, let's glance back at the road we've traveled since the beginning of this series. First, man is a sinner saved by grace. And then Paul brings out very clearly, the just shall live by faith. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing can separate us from God's love. So here is our base text for this study today. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. You might want to open your Bible to that passage as we continue. Also, as we work our way through this study, keep in mind the theme that we are following, that the purpose of a temple is to glorify the deity that dwells within. So, Paul's appeal to present our bodies as living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to God, is directly related to the Holy Spirit dwelling within our spiritual heart. God, in the person of the Holy Spirit, lives in you, the temple of his presence in the world today. You are the carrier of divine love into the streets of chaos, confusion, conflict, and crying needs everywhere. To that end, you are his ambassador to those who do not yet understand the kingdom of grace. You reveal God to the world through your life and conduct. And as someone once said, you may be the only Jesus someone ever sees. 
The second item in Paul's appeal is for believers to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12.2. Again, what is the purpose of this counsel? Paul is clear. He says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, end quote. In other words, in order to rightly represent God, the deity who dwells within our body, temple, and his kingdom, we need to experience an ongoing renewal, not only of our bodies, but also our mental abilities and our knowledge of his truth. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But before we go there, we need to explore what Paul means when he says we need to be transformed. To be transformed means we are changed from something we were previously into something new. In electricity, for example, a transformer changes the voltage between an incoming circuit and an outgoing circuit. The power in lines servicing an entire region or community is far too strong for individual homes or even industrial facilities. To be safe and useful, it has to be reduced, changed, that is, transformed, into a lower energy level. And at the appropriate strength for the local application, the power can then be used as needed. Paul says that we must not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. To be conformed to the world means we take on the ideas, the attitudes, the philosophies, and practices of social standards, which often do not honor God. Basically, what we could say is that conforming to the world is just doing what comes naturally. We're all born into Adam's flesh. And by nature, we have a predisposition of self-centeredness and orientation towards sinful thinking and sinful living. But when Christ comes into our lives, by our invitation and free will choice, we become transformed over time more and more into the spiritual image of Jesus. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 3.18, We are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. End quote. As we are transformed, we become conformed to be like Jesus. Romans 8 verse 29 says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. End quote. The transformation of our character, then, entails two parts, God's part and our part. God's part is his provision for salvation and redemption the gift of eternal life, to every son and daughter of Adam. Our part is A, to believe his promise, B, accept his gift, and C, act on our belief in faith. And that is the beginning. Following our conversion, we enter a lifelong journey of growing in God's grace through the renewal of our minds. To that end, we need to study, learn, expand our knowledge of God and his kingdom of love and grace.
Well, here are some practical admonishments from Paul to the Roman believers to help them in their daily journey of growing in grace. And we can certainly apply these to our needs as well. These are found in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. And there are several of these here. I'm just going to read down through the list. One, really love others. Don't just pretend to love them. Two, hate what is wrong. Three, hold tightly to what is good. Four, love each other with genuine affection. Five, take delight in honoring each other. Six, don't be lazy. And seven, work hard. Eight, serve the Lord enthusiastically. Nine, rejoice in hope. Ten, be patient in trouble. Eleven, keep on praying. Twelve, be eager to practice hospitality. Thirteen, bless those who persecute you. Fourteen, pray that God will bless your persecutors. Fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice. Sixteen, weep with those who weep. Seventeen, live in harmony with each other. Eighteen, enjoy the company of ordinary people. Nineteen, never pay back evil for evil. Twenty, act honorably in everything you do or say. 21. Live in peace with everyone as much as possible. 22. Never take revenge. 23. Feed your enemies if they're hungry. 24. Give your enemies something to drink if they're thirsty. 25. Don't let evil conquer you. And 26. Conquer evil by doing good. Oh my! Wow, wow, wow! What an incredible list is that! At least 26 commands from Paul in 13 verses, and I may have possibly missed a couple too. What we see here is Paul teaching the Roman believers and us how we need to conduct ourselves and our lives so that the deity who dwells within our body temple will be glorified. I can't help but think of the many, many stories of individuals through the centuries whose lives testify of God's transforming power. Not only people whose lives are mentioned or detailed in the Bible, but also countless saints from the time of Christ until now and even before. In the New Testament story, Paul himself was changed from persecuting self-righteous Pharisee to an ambassador of grace and God's agape love. Peter was changed from the impetuous rough fisherman to a powerful preacher of hope and a humble counselor of faithful courage. James and John were changed from sons of thunder, as Jesus called them, to peaceful advocates for truth in loving relationships. And there are dozens of others, of course, whose stories could be cited. In addition, over the course of 20 centuries since the time of Jesus, literally millions of lives around the world have been changed, transformed by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And friend, by the grace of God, I'm thankful I can add my name to that list as well. In my younger years, my life was a stream of continuous hypocrisy. In Revelation 3, verse 9, Jesus has a scathing rebuke for those who make a profession of being something that they're not. And that was me. I look back on those years now in shame and how grateful I am for the love, acceptance, mercy, 
and forgiveness of God. God described himself to Moses, quoting, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and sin, Exodus 34, 6. And again, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Through the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence, we can move from shame-based living to grace-based living. In our body temple, as priests of the new covenant, we can represent man to God through intercessory prayer, and we can represent God to man by living godly lives for His glory and by serving the needs of others in the name of Jesus. And that's really no sacrifice at all. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I pray you have been blessed. And I hope you can join me for next week's episode. I'll be sharing part six, the concluding episode of this special six-part series on the book of Romans. Next week's title is The Kingdom of God. In that study, we'll explore Paul's teaching in Romans 14 to 16 as he finishes writing to the church right there in the heart of the empire. So be sure to tune in and invite someone else to listen with you. If you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please do share the links with your friends, your family, or whomever. And truly, my many thanks in advance. God bless. I'll be back next week. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.